calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Hello, I'm Steve Horn, Head of Professional Education Content at CFA Institute. Here today on Tuesday, March 8th at our 2011 Wealth Management Conference in Richmond. And I'm joined by Dr. Russell Reed, CFA. Dr. Reed is uh, President and CEO of Sea Change Investments. He was previously Chief Investment Officer of CalPERS. And as a PhD in Political Economy from Stanford University, He's a governor of the New York Academy of the Sciences and has a unique perspective on impact investing and alternative energy investing. Dr. Reed, thanks for joining us. Great to be here, Stephen. You know, many people look at the alternative investing market and, and they see it as relatively small. They see pr uh, projects like wind and energy um, almost having too much money being thrown at them. And we've seen examples of, of failed investments because there's too much money chasing too few projects. Uh, how do you respond to that? Well, there's something important that's right about that. If the conception of alternative energy and materials isn't something renewable and completely new, then it, it might be a, a very small sector. When we think of wind and solar, um, these are important technologies, but ones that will take years to develop to become meaningful in the overall scope of energy. Um, however, when you take a look at the overall landscape, for energy materials. That infrastructure is in drastic need of overhaul. Uh, we have dramatically increasing demand for energy materials, particularly in the emerging markets. We think of the China and India story as being at the center of this. Um, and if you, so if you define alternative energy and materials in a larger sense, namely the ability to produce, consume, and distribute natural resources in a much more effective way and in a much more efficient way, this is a very big story. It's one where there's a tremendous amount of new capital formation needed and we actually haven't been in uh, an era of natural resources-focused investment and innovation since at least the 1970s. So this is important in a number of reasons. For a number of reasons, one is it affects all of the asset classes. This is what we're not used to. It affects how we define and what we'll see in the capital markets, both the public markets and the private markets. How we define growth and value. You know, one of the interesting things. If you went back uh, to the uh, 1970s, uh, growth stocks were energy stocks. Uh, they were high P.E. ratio stocks. In 1980, one-third of the U.S. stock market was energy. Twenty years later, that number was 6.5%. So that change from high growth, high P.E. ratio, one-third of the U.S. stock market to 6.5% deep value stocks where no capital formation was occurring. This was a very big change. So to go back into a natural resources era, this is something that will be an exciting new opportunity, but it's part of a very large story. So this, this shift that you're describing, um, you argue, is largely driven by innovation. And so what role does government support play in that innovation process? Does it actually misallocate capital or does it actually help prime the pump? 
The answer is both. You know, it, uh, government uh, support is absolutely needed, and it's at also uh, a source of some real problems. And, and, I, and I'll give you the examples for this. Um, the amount of new capital formation needed in energy materials worldwide is very large. So, for instance, what we're looking at uh, for simply to meet the world's uh, uh, increasing demands for liquid and gas fuels, we're looking at something on the order of 17 trillion dollars needed over the next two decades. For power, another 20 trillion dollars. These are very large figures. In fact, capital requirements we haven't needed in the capital markets uh, ever. Um, so these are very large figures and in fact they dwarf what investors could do um, on their own. And they dwarf what governments can do on their own. And they dwarf what private companies can do on their own. So what we're seeing is a necessity for public-private partnerships, including the investment community, corporations, and governments to work together on certain projects. You know, I, I think of, you think of um, one liquefied natural gas, LNG terminal, uh, costing $10 billion. One terminal, $10 billion, and you sort of see the issue. Um, these are very large capital costs. Um, governments can play a very important role in helping to manage the risks associated with these investments, de-risking, creating power purchase agreements. Um, so governments are part of the solution. They're also a part of a potential signaling problem. Yeah, when they choose technologies, as they did, for instance, with corn-based ethanol, um, was that the best possible way, was that, was that the best possible choice of technology for them to favor? Governments favoring specific technologies can often be problematic and, and the opposite of innovation. Corn-based ethanol, uh, leveraged off of a technology, a fermentation technology that was over a century old. Um, um, uh, which, uh, of course, diverted the corn crop uh, away from other uses um, uh, in a very inefficient process. So, you know, was this a great innovation when it came to energy and materials? Probably not. Um, but there were political reasons that made that viable. Um, so governments are, are part of the solution, and they're also, um, you know, the danger is that they can actually help select technologies that are old and inefficient. So in terms of uh, managing the, sh the shift towards a more innovative environment, um, what would you say are the most significant political challenges um, with transferring our dependence on fossil fuels to something that's perhaps more renewable? I think some of the biggest shifts are that, you know, there are a couple of statements which I think are largely true, that the, that the, uh, the battle for using natural resources and saving the natural environment in the process will be won or lost in Asia, you know, places that are away from the U.S. Interestingly enough, um, U.S. demand for fossil fuels and for energy in general has declined um, over the past 10 years. Now, this is an interesting part. You know, you, you wouldn't necessarily, you wouldn't necessarily suspect this, but the uh, U.S. Uh, people in the U.S. are used to being the swing consumer when it comes to natural resources. Um, now we're in an era where we're not the swing consumer. Uh, at all. Uh, the U.S. has a different role to play. We're investors, we're innovators, um, but many of the best projects, many of the biggest projects are occurring in places like India. India, India is, an, is an interesting case in point. Half of the provinces in India, half, half are operating at 50 percent 
production of what demand actually is. Namely, you could double production in, uh, in, in half of the Indian provinces simply to meet current demand for electricity, for power production. Um, this is a very interesting opportunity, but it also underscores the dangers here. How is that power going to be produced? How are the fuels going to be produced to meet burgeoning demand in places like India and China? And how are we as investors going to take advantage of that? And this is where the partnerships, um, the guarantees, the de-risking um, of, 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 of other agencies becomes very important because we see where capital is needed and yet straightforward investments, whether it's the public markets or the private markets, need some support for us to be confident. Yeah, these are very unique perspectives and not necessarily the general party line that we're getting in the media. So thank you very much for joining us today and sharing your thoughts. Appreciate it, Stephen. And thank you for joining us. To browse our catalog of other multimedia products, visit us on the web at cfawebcasts.org. Copyright 2011, CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.